Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Why is our buddy Phil looking so bewildered and confused? <laughs> well, I think the reason why Phil is looking confused is he's trying to get the language that was used to describe the coming of the seventh. Part of the language in the seventh claims to be moving away from a process-oriented view to a principle-oriented view. But I would like to debate that as a good project manager. Let's debate all things debatable. And one of the things that I would like to debate is let's do away with the process of Scrum. You know, Scrum has a very tight ship process. There are three and only three roles, product owner, scrum master, and team. There are five ceremonies. There's sprint planning, there's the sprint, there's the daily scrum, there's a retrospective, there's the sprint review, right? Now, imagine if I said, do away with all of this. You know what we should focus on? Let's not focus on the optional backlog refinement or daily. Let's 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 move from that to the values. All right, there you go. There are your values. Courage, focus, commitment, respect, openness. There you go. Let's see you make working product with that. Go on. There you go. Courage, focus, commitment, respect, openness. You see, the point I'm trying to make here is it is a senseless and baseless claim to say you're moving away from a process focus to a principle focus because principles without process is not very effective, is it? And that's why our buddy Phil looks so confused. He's like, where is this talk coming from? (laughs) You know, the talk in the seventh edition that says moving away from from processes to principle. Come on, give me a break. Give me a break. We're project managers. Let's use our common sense. You cannot practice project management with mere principles. You need principles as the base and practices. So let me go over how I see the world of project management whether you are in the world of agile or you're in the world of predictive, these things are like the laws of physics as set down by the pioneers. I'm talking about the PDCA cycle. Let's, let's go through it very quick. Okay. You initiate whatever you're doing, you plan it, you execute it, you monitor and control it, and you close it. Whether you are in the world of agile or in the world of predictive, it makes no difference. It makes no difference. You are going to have authorization. You don't just start working on stuff. The business unit will shut you down. So whether you are in agile or you're in predictive, you must initiate. You must plan. I mean, we plan more than we ever do in the world of agile. We plan in an iterative fashion. This doesn't go away. We execute. That's why the sprint is looked at as a container for us to get work done. And monitoring and controlling, are you kidding? That's what we do daily. Agile is founded on inspect, adapt, inspect, adapt, inspect, adapt. We're monitoring and controlling daily. We have our daily scrum. We have our retrospective. What do you think we do in backlog refinement? It's part of that inspect, adapt based on the understanding of value, based on the understanding of risk. We have a risk adjusted backlog. And of course, we have a potentially shippable increment. But that's not the end of the whole endeavor. It's the end of 
the sprint and we continue. But that PDCA cycle is always in the background. You always need to kick things off. You always need a plan. You always need to execute. You need to monitor and control and close. It doesn't go away. Just try working on a project in your firm without authorization. Try working on a project without planning. Planning is important, but in Agile, we do it in iterations. And executing a self-organizing team with T-shaped skills is because we execute to perfection. We need that team with the paint drip in the background, the broken comb, whatever you want to call it. And of course, you already know those burn up charts and burn down charts and CFDs. What do you think those are? That is monitoring and controlling. And the big old closing was the retrospective at the end. That is what we do. It doesn't change. So I, I really want to change this language of, well, the seventh edition, we're moving away from processes to print. Come on now. Come on. I, I've, I've already shown you. I've made the argument. The values of Scrum were added as reinforcements after Scrum was already in existence because they realized, you know what? We need these values. And of course, so I'm not debating the fact that values and principles are important. In fact, in the way I perceive all of this, I go a step further to show you the five process groups are not enough. Of course, you know, we've got the knowledge areas, right? Areas of knowledge. This does not harm anything in any way. It is common sense. Project managers need these skills to make it work. How after myriads and myriads of years do we finally get to 2021? And some said, you know what? Those knowledge areas, they don't do us much good. Come on, use your common sense. These are areas of knowledge. That's all. They aren't harming anyone or anything. And that's why page 25 can still be found in Standards Plus. That's why. Now, let's go a step further and let me show you how I perceive this entire model. I perceive the model as being one that rests on the understanding of the principles. The, the 12 principles, they're not bad principles at all. You know, now, I will say that the domains are just needless additions. The domains muddy the waters, in my opinion. The domains added. I like the fact that they are concise and they're compact. But for a beginner, they're going to find it hard. They're going to find it hard to understand how everything overlaps. For example, project work, in my mind, is executing. Measurement, in my mind, is monitoring and controlling. Part of monitoring and controlling. So these domains, in my mind, they are not fine additions that we need. They give us more work to do as trainers and coaches and educators, right? And as practitioners, it doesn't help us compartmentalize stuff well. It's all over the place. But the part that I absolutely agree is at the base is the principles. So I, I absolutely agree principles, which by the way, are founded on the values in the PMI code of ethics. It makes sense. It makes sense to look at it as the base. Okay. But to say we're moving away from a process-based look to principle, give me a break. That makes absolutely no sense. It's like we're moving away from eating to drinking. You need both. All right. So 
Finally, I see the world that has been created in the process groups, the knowledge areas, even these principles. I see this as fitting very nicely into the container from our friends. If you go to the agilemanifesto.org site, you can take a look at the four values and the 12 principles. And in my mind, I see those as a bigger container that we can fit all of this other stuff in. All right. That's my perspective. That is how I perceive the world of project management. And that is how I break it down for my students. I thought this might help you think about it in a different way. Challenge the status quo. Don't just accept any old thing you're given. Even the stuff I'm telling you, use your brain and say, okay, Phil, and I agree with this. This part I don't agree with. And that's okay. We agree to disagree. We agree respectfully and we get to a better result, a better solution. So for folks who are saying, well, this is what the guide says. Come on now. You're a PMP. Okay. You are meant to be in the Kaizen mindset improvement. We cannot stay the way we are. We've got to improve and we need to challenge each other. All right. So that's my view. I'm curious to know what's your view. Hey, don't give me the Pembok guide view. We already, we've already talked about it. I'm curious to know how do you view the world of project management? All right. Look forward to your comments. Thank you for joining me. Speak to you soon.